0: So we'll actually open up with the unfortunate and the bad news first before we get into some not-so-bad news. But Kyle Pitts placed on the short-term IR, so he's going to miss at least the next four games. Uh, I don't believe they the the Falcons have come out and said exactly what his injury is. I might have missed it, so correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but uh, the belief is, and it's rumored to be, that he has a grade 2 MCL sprain. Well, we
1: know it's an MCL that's right. what we, we know, know that and right. in 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 an mcl you know a, a, with a ligament a sprain is a slight tear um right. and it's been reported that it would appear based on and and i give i want to give dr or orlando ledbetter uh some credit he mm-hmm. um he sat down with a um with dr carlos equillas um who's an orthopedic surgeon at cedar Sinai in um in los angeles and based on the timeline that the falcons have given which is putting him on the short on the ir which uh they did not designate so which means it should be short term that means it looks like it's a two it's a grade two because a grade one usually you're out two weeks a grade three is six to eight weeks Um, and a grade two is two to four weeks. So this Mm -hmm. would appear that this is the grade two, obviously. Um, if it is the grade two, maybe he's out a couple of weeks and then boom, he's, you know, he's, he's kind of, he's rehabbing and he's ready to come and he come off then he kind of comes off the IR a lot like, uh, Cordero did where as soon as he's off, he's playing the next week. So that seems to be what we're looking at um optimistically and i will say that an mcl sprain um like this is not something that you necessarily need surgery for it normally heals pretty much on its own yeah and um you know it it it, basically the mcl is the connection between the femur and the tibia um the thigh bone and the shin bone so it prevents it from angling out when you put stress on it so it kind of um is uh, you know keeps your your knee in place
0: look at Dr. Squidbilly I mean he broke it down I mean he connected the ligaments to the bones and I mean he Dr. Squidbilly got a little uh, little thing going got he, he broke it down pretty well but I do want to ask this Bo does does it seem like the Falcons potentially dodged a bullet with that injury because I mean when you, when you saw the injury, what happened it uh, it looked nasty. I mean, it was helmet straight into the knee of Kyle Pitts, which it, it hyperextended it at that point. So uh, it, it looked pretty gruesome. And, and for it to potentially only be a grade two uh, MCL sprain that we're looking at, him only missing, you know, hopefully four weeks, that looked like it was it was pretty we, – we dodged a bullet. I mean, wh- what do you think about that? you think we dodged a bullet when it comes to the, the Falcons and Kyle Pitts dodged a bullet a little bit there? I well, mean, yeah. obviously it's not getting the yeah. time, but –
1: no. Yeah. You look, there's a lot of truth to that. Let's get, let's get before. Yes, he did. They did dodge a bullet Um, huh. because that's a scary injury. Anytime a helmet goes into a knee, that's um, planted. Yeah. That, that can be uh, a lot of different things. You know, uh, everyone immediately goes to an ACL Correct. and, and that is an injury that is not so easily recoverable. I mean, that is an injury that takes surgery. I've, I've gone through it. Um, yeah. You know, meniscuses are something in there. Meniscus would have been something that would have been probably two to four weeks as well um, if he had yeah. torn that, but that would have required some surgery, minor uh, according to who you ask. But for everything I've seen now, meniscus on its own is, is minor. But yeah, they absolutely dodge a tear. Also, uh, I mean, scare. Also, I want to, I want to, I've heard some things written and said. And yes. they're very disturbing to me. Ooh, and I, okay. and that is that Marcus Mariota is to blame for Kyle Pitts' injury. And I want to set the record what? straight here. Yeah, I mean, look, people talk that people that, you know, that, oh, he threw the ball and we shouldn't have thrown the ball where he did. For the record, yeah. um, the throw was on target and hit Kyle in stride. Kyle took two, three, maybe even four steps, strides, yeah. whatever you want to call them, before Eddie Jackson – Um, launched into his knee. Uh, This wasn't – I also don't want to call it a dirty hit either. I want to be real honest and upfront. This was a football play, and it was an accurate on-target throw, which accurate and on-target is uh, the same thing pretty much, but it was an accurate (laughs) on-time, on-target throw the Peds mm-hmm. who caught it in stride running out sure. of a little, little slant, little angle route, whatever you want to call them, you know, uh, wasn't really a, I mean, wasn't really a crossing route because a crossing route is a lot of flatter route, but that was in you know, a little slant route, um, deep slant, whatever you want to call it. And it was, uh, everything was fine. And Kyle caught it in stride and took three or four steps before he was hit. But to that point, I don't believe it was a dirty play either because Eddie Jackson is only, you know, he's a six foot, 200 pound defender, 205 pounds, trying to hit a six, you know, take down a six, six 250 pound guy. And right. the NFL is basically, they've they, now we're in this thing where, hey, you can't hit high. So Eddie Jackson hit low. I don't believe Eddie went for his knee. I think Eddie no. was trying to cut his legs more, you know, and when you cut a guy's legs, you're below the knee, uh, yeah. which is a dangerous play. As well, um, or maybe hit him, you know, in the in the upper the thigh. Maybe get a helmet on that thigh. I think it was that was actually more more about where Eddie Jackson actually hit him was a little bit above the knee. It was more about that foot was planted when yep. he hit him. And look, I, I wish you didn't hit guys low, but I, I also know that this is a product of the NFL now, where yes. you're you're getting you're getting you're paying coming out of your pocket to hit if you hit guys high and a penalty yep. um and then and some guys have been ejected for these kind of hits uh and so the the reaper you know the, the fallout from that is that you know for the repercussion if you want to say is is that guys hit low and this is what yep. happened and i i just i'm not gonna sit here and blame anyone to me this was a football play and i think Kyle Pitts would tell you that I know that they barked at Eddie Jackson on the sideline and rightfully so I love that by the way I did the same thing I'd have been yeah. blank blanking Eddie Jackson too if I was on the on the field as a Falcon player yeah that being said Eddie Jackson and 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 guys all around the league AJ Terrells Jalen Hawkins our own guys you know think about our own guys um, D Alford and Isaiah Oliver and Darren Hall and uh Richie Grant they, they don't have a big lot of. There's not a lot of wiggle room anymore for these guys. Right. So you've 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 condensed what they can hit, and this mm-hmm. is a product of it. So I just wanted to say that too, like you know, because I I think sometimes football happens, and to me, yeah. this Kyle Pitts injury, which we did dodge a scare on, it was a it's football happening, and um, it's it's okay. It's part of the yeah. game, and everyone that plays it and watches it knows that.
0: Exactly. You, you said it beautifully. The The NFL, and, you know, I'm not necessarily mad at the NFL either, but, you know, with the extra repercussions they have taken to protect players and, you know, their their brains and their heads and, you know, how they try to limit concussions, they have, like you said, they have narrowed the strike zone on where defenders can hit offensive players. And if you're going for the head these days, like you said, it's a penalty. It's a fine that you have to pay. So at this point, defenders are left with not a lot of options, just like you said, and they have to go low. And again, it's the unfortunate thing about it. It's football. You are bound to get injured at some point. I mean, you know, knock on wood, pray to the man above that it doesn't happen, but at some point it's going to happen. And Again, we should look on the bright side and say, you know, it, thankfully he didn't tear anything. Well, he's he slightly tore toward his towards his MCL, but he's going to miss hopefully just four weeks and he'll be back. And that's that's a that's a good thing. If you were talking about what, what it could have been um, for the Atlanta Falcons and Kyle Pitts, So and again, uh, with moving at full speed and trying to hit a guy that's also moving at full speed and trying to get away from you, it gets tough. So it. it Again, like you said, football happens. So, um, unfortunately for Kyle Pitts, he's going to miss the next four games, and unfortunately for the Atlanta Falcons, he's going to miss the next four games. So, um, before we move on here, because we actually do have a little bit of breaking news, I want to get into. But I want to close the book on the the Kyle Pitts situation first by asking you this: How is this? Obviously, this is going to hurt the Atlanta Falcons on the football field, as, far as playing the game, you know, their game plan on offense and what they want to do. But how? Much exactly. Let's let's dive into just exactly how this is going to hurt the Atlanta Falcons, because, you know, people might see this and might think, oh, well, they weren't throwing to him anyway. Like he wasn't doing anything this year anyway. That's ludicrous because it's not even about the fact of whether how much Kyle Pitts was getting the ball, how much he wasn't getting the ball. That doesn't that's literally doesn't even matter when you have a guy like Kyle Pitts on the field. Defenders have to pay attention to him. It's kind of like when we had Julio. Even though Julio Jones would be a little nicked up sometimes, going out there just having him on the field would pay so much dividends because you if he was on the field, you had to give him respect and you had to put one, maybe even two defenders on him. It's the same thing with Kyle Pitts. So it's going to hurt in the fact that you can't have the same game plan. You can't scheme up the same things. Maybe you can't scheme certain guys open when Kyle Pitts isn't on the field. And now more attention is going to get paid to Drake London. Maybe even more attention is going to be able to get paid to Alameda Zikias and other guys like that too. So how exactly... Does this hurt the Atlanta Falcons as far as being on the field and X's and O's go both?
1: Well, oh, look, first and foremost, um, anytime you have a guy like Kyle Pitts on, on, yep. the, on the field, it, it, it changes your defense. So right. you have to, you know, when more than anybody else, when you have a Kyle Pitts step on the field, um, it, it, it changes. It changes things. You have to account for him. Every time that guy's on the field, you have to mm-hmm. have eyes on him, account for him. And look, you can say, sure, you got to account for everybody, but not like you do right when, when, there's a, when there's a special player on the field, regardless if he's gotten the ball as many times as our fantasy teams uh, would like, <laughs> or if you, uh, you think him being out there is, it was, you know, go back to the old adage of, you know, uh, Julio Jones. Whenever Julio was out there, you had to account for him. Some and, and, and a lot of times with two two different people, um, we've seen a lot of times they, these guys have doubled or tried to play a bracket style coverage against Kyle Pitts. Um, so immediately now the defense doesn't have to worry as much, mm-hmm. so they can pay more attention to the run game. And this is a defense that that's gonna uh and, and well, you know before we get in our first look, this is a defense that wants to get after you know that that can get after you up front. They've yeah. got some guys. They've got some. This is a a front uh front four, a lot a lot more like the one in Carolina that gave us problems. They've got two big space eaters. Now, look, this defense has given up over 100 yards a game. They're actually one of the better run defenses in the league. But that it helps. It, it just basically. One less weapon means one less thing their defense has to account for. Now, the good right. thing is, is we have CP back. And Cordero Patterson, with with how Huntley and Algier have played this year, without Cordero on the field, mm-hmm. this gives you, uh, basically, Patterson can kind of play some of the, the role in some ways that, that, that Pitts has. Now, look, he's not a tight end, but – so you're not going to line him up in those situations. But when you wanted to line Kyle up in the slot or maybe that outside, you can do that with Cordero. He's big enough. Yep. God knows he's fast enough. And he can, <laughs> he, can, he can run every route on the tree because this guy played receiver. So that really um, – that's really a big, a big coup or a feather in their cap that they do have Patterson back, and he can do some of those things uh, when it comes to the non-tight end things but Kyle's a guy who's, yep. who's became a better blocker this year he's added that to his element um and it, it just takes away another and another another weapon another red zone weapon it's another thing Kyle has got I know he's only got three touchdowns in his career but two of those have came this year and they've right. been in, in the red zone uh in gold to go situations so that being said he's his size and strength and ability and has really came in where there. And by the way, let's let's talk about. It. You want to talk about scheming um, the touchdown last week that Drake London called? Yeah. That play kind of looked like it was dialed up, where the 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 first read was Kyle Pitts, and because mm-hmm. Kyle was in on that play and running a route, you had to pay attention. So that attention um, allowed Marcus to roll out and Drake to come open on that back line. And follow his quarterback, and boom—you created a play. Now I'm not saying that was all because Kyle's on the field, but it started there. And right. and because they're not going to leave a guy like Kyle, and Marcus scrambled. Um, you know, Drake was able to to, to come open. So look, it, you never anytime you lose a big a big play guy, big bodied receiver with speed like that, it uh it hurts your offense. But now the Falcons have still got to figure out a way to capitalize on the stack box without him there. So I wonder if we don't see more out of Cordero um, in some, some of those split wide situations that we've seen Kyle this year.